Welcome to module two, a new frontier in the co-management of thyroid eye disease. In module one, we talked about the burden of thyroid eye disease for patients and their families. In module two, we're gonna explore the pathophysiology and risk factors for thyroid eye disease. Dr. Smith, what's the cause of this disease? Do we understand it? Well, uh, Dr. Cockerham, uh, um, this remains uh, a uh, highly contested and uncertain uh, question to answer uh, uh, adequately. But importantly, as I mentioned in module one, uh, the, the underpinnings of TED are thought to be the, the loss of immune tolerance, both centrally, uh, that is within the thymus and peripherally uh, to uh, critical uh, autoantigens. Um, uh, among these uh, are the TSH receptor and the IGF-1 receptor. But there's a lot more to TED than just the autoantibodies that circulate in patients um, uh, and uh, the levels of which uh, appear to at least um, uh, roughly uh, parallel the activity and severity of TED. Um, we must also include uh, as, as uh, suspects in the disease activated T cells and B cells and their communication with antigen-presenting cells, cells like fibrocytes and, and monocytes and macrophages and dendritic cells. Now, one of the, one of the current concepts is, has to do with the fact that maybe TED, uh, the inflammation, the tissue remodeling, uh, and, and the the immune responses um, that directly activate uh, tissues in the orbit um, are confined to that space and those, those tissues, when in fact, we're now beginning to realize that that TED in and of itself is a systemic uh, autoimmune process. And that TED itself is merely a local manifestation of something that's occurring essentially uh, throughout the entire body. Now, uh, central to, to the, the, the disease itself um, is uh, the IGF-1 receptor, which uh, not only uh, plays a, a role as a co-receptor with the TSH receptor, but also um, there is crosstalk between the two receptor proteins and the IGF-1 receptor probably has direct actions that are independent of the TSH receptor in activating downstream cell signaling cascades and the upregulation of responsive genes, which encode then the proteins that, that 
are involved in the actual manifestations um, of the disease within the orbit. Mast cells and helper T cells also um, uh, play important roles uh, with regard to their crosstalk activation and promotion of tissue remodeling. The T so the TSH receptor and the IGF-1 receptor are overexpressed, not only within the orbit, also uh, by uh, circulating lymphocytes. Uh, and, and thus, we should uh, think of the IGF-1 receptor and the TSH receptor as commingling uh, important molecular information uh, sharing that information, if you will. And we, we need to uh, begin to think of, of uh, the, the pathogenesis of TED very much like we think uh, of the disease uh, that, that occurs uh, within the thyroid uh, gland itself. And because of all of this, um, one of the first uh, 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 issues to be confronted by the clinician is uh, the timely, uh, uh, the timely uh, re-regulation uh, to normal thyroid function, because we know that excursions above and beyond the normal range uh, of thyroid hormones and TSH have deleterious impact. On, on the course of TED. Uh, Dr. Douglas, what, what can you tell us about the known risk factors uh, uh, in TED? Thank you very much, Dr. Smith. Um, so first we can start with at least talking about genetics. Now, there are no single genetic test or overexpression uh, mutation that is associated with the development of thyroid eye disease. However, we do know from family studies and concordance studies, even in identical twins, that there is a genetic association of this disease, often as much as 30%. So clinically, that means that this runs in families, so to speak, and there is an increased predisposition. Also, likely with a genetic basis, but you know, hypothesizing, there's also usually an increase of other autoimmune diseases associated with thyroid eye disease and Graves' disease. And so it's important to at least consider other autoimmune processes as, this pa as patients present. Um, now, who gets thyroid eye disease you know, and diving into the risk factors more? Well, as Dr. Smith mentioned a little bit earlier, women get this disease more than men. And the rate has been anywhere from three to about sevenfold, and about fivefold more frequent for women than men is pretty common. Now, men, when they do get this disease, tend to get a much more severe version of the disease. So it can actually be a, a bit more difficult to control as far as um, medical and even surgical treatment because the disease can be more severe. We know that all forms of smoking and tobacco increase the risk of developing the disease, but also make the disease much more recalcitrant to treat. So one of the first 
factors that we can intervene um, that I've mentioned thus far is to absolutely encourage patients to stop smoking and to stop using alcohol. Um, so, I mean, to yeah, stop using uh, tobacco. So I think it's very important to make that recommendation for patients. Radio iodine therapy has been controversial in the past and has been associated with an increased risk of thyroid eye disease for these patients. The, typically, this risk is offset uh, uh, with the use of concomitant steroids with radioactive iodine, but it really has to be discussed in detail on a patient-by-patient -patient basis that this risk can be increased anywhere about 10 to 15% as far as the likelihood of worsening eye disease. And certainly if someone has moderate to severe eye disease, the use of radio, radio iodine therapy can, should really be considered very carefully as amongst the options for thyroid management. Other associated risk factors include advancing age. This is not something people outgrow. And advancing age can be a little tricky as far as a treatment standpoint in that you want to use less and less aggressive treatments as these patients get older. Also, many patients have reported stress, family events, et cetera, that they will attribute to the onset. And there is a high correlation, though this has been difficult to prove in studies. And finally, poorly controlled thyroid function is, is definitely associated with worsening eye disease, especially uh, in some studies that have demonstrated that increased TSH levels or hypothyroidism has been associated with worsening eye disease. So control and, and proper control of thyroid function is very important, whether that be medical or surgical. Dr. Copperham? You ready? So let's wrap up the module two. The first part was a little dense. It's hard if you're not an immunologist. So there's a co-acting, co-located IGF-1 and TSH receptors that are the bad guys. B cells, T cells, lymphocytes, mast cells are all involved. The bottom line is there's definitely risk factors. So this is a local manifestation of a systemic autoimmune disease. It's definitely worse in women. We don't want our patients smoking or even chewing tobacco. We want to try to avoid things like stress. So sometimes patients need to change their job to actually get over this. We want to have our endocrinologists try to control their thyroid function. But at the end of the day, this is a disease with significant burden and a very complex pathophysiology that creates a disease that can be very difficult to manage. So in our next module, we'll move on to the clinical information. Thank you so much.